autism, and pop culture. This week, I'm continuing my celebration of Autism Acceptance Month with my second profile in autism for this month, actor and comedian Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd was born on July 1, 1952 in Ottawa, Canada. His father was a civil engineer and advisor to Pierre Trudeau. His mother was a secretary. He had a brother named Peter who also was an actor as Dan would later become. Dan attended St. Pius X and St. Patrick High Schools. After graduating high school, he studied both criminology and sociology. I should tell you something else interesting about him that I didn't know. Dan Aykroyd has differently colored eyes like David Bowie does. Anyway, after college, he would begin his music career at Les Hibou in Ottawa. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that. And then he joined the Second City Comedy Troupe. Now, I'm going to go off on a tangent to explain the Second Comedy, the Second City Comedy Troupe. It's a comedy troupe out of Chicago, which is where it gets its name. The Second City is a nickname for Chicago. It's got that nickname because... It was built twice. In 1871, the city suffered the infamous Chicago Fire. With so many buildings destroyed, they had to build so many of the buildings from scratch. The nickname also refers to the rivalry between excuse me, between Chicago and New York City as a way of mocking its inability to keep up. The Second City Comedy Troupe is a famous improvisational troupe based in Chicago that also operates in both Toronto and Los Angeles. It's still in operation today, in fact. The troupe was started in 1959 and was founded by Paul Stills, Bernie Solins, and Howard Alk. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce those last names. And they even had their own TV series, SCTV. Dan Aykroyd wasn't the only success. It's also for the starting point for people such as Bill Murray, Catherine O'Hara, Colin Mockery, and Ryan Stiles, both of whom were on Whose Line Is It Anyway, John Belushi, and John Candy. In fact, it was during his time with the Second City that he met John Belushi, who would become a close friend. Now let's talk about the next moment in his career, Saturday Night Live. In 1975, Dan Aykroyd joined the original cast of Saturday Night Live, along with Chevy Chase, Jamie Lee Kearns, John Belushi, and Steve Martin, to name a few. The original cast of Saturday Night Live was called the Not Ready for Primetime Players to mock Howard Cosell, who also had his own show at the time called Primetime Players. Aykroyd was the youngest cast member. Eric Idle of Monty Python Flying Circus fame said that Aykroyd was the only person who could keep, who could uh, match their creativity and acting, and he wanted to make him an honorary Python as, as a result of that. Some of the characters that Aykroyd created during his tenure include Beldar, the father of the Conehead family, Yorick Festruck, one half of the Wild and Crazy Guys, with Steve Martin playing the other half of the wild and crazy guys. Kind of have to say it like that. Uh, 
Elwood of the Blues Brothers with his friend John Belushi as his brother Jake, Joliet Jake Blues, and Fred Garvin, the male prostitute. In 1980, both he and John starred in the Blues Brothers movie directed by John Landis. The movie was the 10th highest grossing movie of 1980, grossing at about $58 million. But his first success was co-starring in 1983's Trading Places alongside fellow SNL alumni Jamie Lee Curtis and Eddie Murphy. So Dan Aykroyd got a lot of... I mean, in fact, being on Saturday Night Live has often been considered a real good meal ticket for you if you're a comedian because you'll often wind up going on to greater things. Eddie Murphy and Jamie Lee Curtis went on to greater things. So did Steve Martin. And so did Dan Aykroyd. It's sort of a guarantee or a good launching pad for you. So now let's talk about Ghostbusters. In 1984, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, and Harold Ramis starred in his best known in Dan Aykroyd's movie Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was inspired by his interest in criminology and parapsychology. He wanted he created the Green Ghost to annoy the Ghostbusters as a tribute to John Belushi, who had died shortly after, I mean, sometime after his appearance in the Blues Brothers. I don't need to tell you how big a deal Ghostbusters is. It had a cartoon series which was called the Real Ghostbusters because they got in trouble with Filmation, who also had a live action show called Ghostbusters. And then Filmation decided to make their own cartoon series based on that live action series and also a toy line. Because, of course, Filmation would do that. That was kind of Filmation's thing at the time. Make a cartoon, then make a toy line. And um, they wanted to differentiate themselves from the Dan Aykroyd version. And they could do that because the live action series was so different from Dan Aykroyd's version that they could that it could be considered a different intellectual property um and also it was made before the Dan Aykroyd version in the 1970s anyway the Ghostbusters that Dan Aykroyd made got it became a whole franchise it got its it had a sequel back it had a sequel in 1988 and in between both the movies there was a cartoon series that's the real Ghostbusters a toy line from Kenner, and video games. Um, the first video game was made for both Sega and Atari, and of course, um, Dan Aykroyd had nothing to do with that. But that, but that would change later on. Um, so there have been. It's been a. It became a whole franchise. You got Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters Two. You got the cartoon. You got the toy line, and you got the two. You got the 2016 movie and the recent sequel that was done in tribute to Harold Ramis called Ghostbusters Afterlife which is the only one of those I have not seen yet I've seen all the other Ghostbusters stuff um he even sang in the USA for Africa song we are the world he was part of the chorus he didn't have a part of the song to himself like um, Michael Jackson Bob Dylan and all the others did because he wasn't a quote-unquote musician he was just entertainment that was part of the group that was part of that um in 1991 he finally he went into directing with his with the movie nothing but trouble but that flopped um 
Then Dan Aykroyd made a movie out of Coneheads based on one of his sketches, just like the Blues Brothers was done. Um, I have seen the Coneheads movie, and that does definitely seems like something that an autistic person would make, considering that it's about a fish-out-of-water alien race. Um, during this time, he also came up, he also founded the House of Blues franchise, which has, which is basically like the, the Hard Rock Cafe. It's got locations all over the place. Um, he also has his own vodka, which is, I think, sold in Skullhead bottles. Called Crystal Head Vodka. That started in 2007. He received an, an Emmy in 1977 and ranks fifth of all-time SNL performers according to Rolling Stones. No one else can be Aykroyd, is what Rolling Stone magazine said about him. So let's talk about what he's about how all of this relates to his autism. Dan Aykroyd was diagnosed with both Tourette's and Asperger's syndrome at the time. That's what it was called. Um, and actually, his autism has really helped with his success. Um, Ghostbusters, for instance, was actually designed out of his interest in both parapsychology and criminology, which he had studied before beginning his career as an actor. Um, he was inspired by a famous ghost hunter, and he just thought it would be neat to have an. It, thought it would be neat if there was someone who busted ghosts like you bust criminals. And um, also his blues brother's persona is out of came out of his love of blues music. So that's what happens with autism. Sometimes you get you get people who are focused on the things they like and they manage to and if they get the right people to help them out, they can market it into a career. Dan Aykroyd has said about his autism that it allows him to it gives him the ability to think differently. He can look at situations to create characters. The Coneheads and Blues Brothers and Ghostbusters were created from his interest, like I said. It enhances creativity. He look, he'll look at something and say, I can create a voice for that. So, it based, so autism gives him the ability to think outside the box. Because we autistic people don't like to be put in boxes. We like to be outside of that box. So I'll wrap it up here and give you guys my outro to, so I can tell you what's going on next week. Next week, Profiles in Autism continues for Autism Acceptance Month with rapper Eminem. If you want to listen to past episodes, you can find them on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, and Podcast Addict. You can contact me on Facebook as Jason Thayer. I'll be back this weekend when Lent is over on Holy Saturday. 
My email address is RadicalEverageJWT, that's all one word, at gmail.com. My Discord handle is RadicalEverage, hashtag 7597. Now, you spell that by spelling Radical with a capital R, then a space, then Edward with a capital E, and then the hashtag in 7597. Please share this show around. Please write a review when you can on iTunes and Google Podcasts. I believe Google Podcasts needs a review. Um, Spotify only lets you do ratings. So remember, everyone, normal is just a sitting on the washing machine. We don't get to be normal. See you around. <laughs>